This is Off the Radar, and as always on On the Radar podcast, we talk about local national sports and pop culture. But on the ra- Off the Radar podcast, it's topics that sometimes intersect with the world of sports and pop culture. So this is Off the Radar number four. We talk about things that have happened to me personally. As I mentioned, the first podcast was about my first, my whole week vacation in New York, where I went to comedy shows a concert, the zoo, some museums, a Mets game, traveled and saw people, while the second off-the-radar podcast was all about my baseball trips to the Midwest cities I hadn't been to game, Minneapolis, Detroit, Kansas City, and Detroit and Cincinnati, and then the last off-the-radar was about my uh, time seeing my friend Max Manikoff do comedy in, here in Chicago at Reggie's, and going to the another comedy club on New Year's Eve and saw Kristen Toomey and some other funny people. This will be about the three famous people that I've seen do comedy. So last summer, when I was in New York, I was like, let me check the comedy clubs. Cause I had such a good time the previous year at the comedy club I went to with my roommate and his friends and all the whatnot and their friends. And it was a great time. So I was like, I'm going to definitely do that. So I looked up all the comedy clubs, saw where they were, saw how far they were from actually where my friend who lives in Greenwich Village was and there was this place called the Stand, which I've talked about in my last podcast. That's where I saw Max Manikoff perform multiple times, and I saw. So I looked at all these and I'm like comparing and contrasting, and I saw that John Rudnitsky was performing the same night that Preacher Lawson was, and I was like, I gotta go, man. I gotta tell John how much I liked him on SNL, how much I loved him in The Big Leap, and in other television shows and movies that he was in, like the Reese Witherspoon movie, Home Again, and he was also in Nobody's Fool, which I saw, and supposedly he was in All My Life, but I don't think I got a point to that because that's been on streaming, and then he says he's going to be in this upcoming 23 film called The Young Wife. He's in Summer Day, Summer Nights, which I have not seen, and Set It Up, which is a Netflix movie, which I haven't seen, and then he's some other self-made stuff, but yeah, basically he was really funny in SNL. He did this whole... You know, Dirty Dancing sketch that goes awry, and he had some other funny ones on there. He most recently played a young, you know, Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he was on a previous episode many years ago. I said he was on a Criminal Minds, a Red Oaks. I said he was on that short-lived sitcom that Honors Home started, and Andy Favaru was the his brother that was made by Mindy Kaling. He was on that show as well. I said he was on one episode of Red Oaks. I don't know that one. Then he said he voiced the character on Big Hero 6, the series. Then he was on Catch-22, which is why he was on Conan, like, promoting it. It was a miniseries based off, obviously, a book. And it says, last year he did a voice one time for one season of this Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. So, obviously, I'm a huge fan, but I haven't seen every single television show, every single movie that he's been in. But I was like, I gotta go see him. So, of course, I, last year I said this in my podcast... I told the wait staff and all the people, and they told John all the stuff. So John was, like, looking for me. I was right there in the crowd. He asked me if I wanted a hug. We talked about being Jewish and incoming for Passover and my mother being his agent as a joke and all this stuff here. And it was like, I was like, I was hoping to get a photo with him, you know, something after the show. But, of course, a lot of comedians that I mentioned, as Max Manikoff told me, and I meant to see you guys, when you're in New York, you're... You stick to your set list and you do it and then you go some of them times. You don't stick around the whole entire time unless you're young and you're trying to figure things out. And as I mentioned on SNL, he did 
Wolf Blitzer, John Mayer, Martin Scorsese, Tom Cruise, and even a Vladimir Putin in dress rehearsal, but never, never went on there. And yeah, so pretty much, I wish I was like, I gotta, I gotta get a photo of them this time. I was trying to get everyone to go, but of course he sold out. He, you know, he originally had like a show that was supposed to be on Sunday, but that didn't work out. So he two Friday and three on uh, Saturday. So. He had five shows in two days. It also said that he and Jane Lynch were supposed to be on this NBC pilot show called Relatively Happy, but it was not picked up, which obviously would have been cool. But yeah, so I was like, I got to see him. So I got there early. I'm waiting in line. And part of his is when he gets to the headline, he gets to do like his full routine. The impression on SNL, like of Dirty Dancing, his football montage sketch on Conan he performed. Like everything that I saw him do last year... You just add it with some more stuff that he's done. Like I've seen his TikToks, YouTubes, and Snapchat and uh, Instagram clips, so I know his material pretty well. Like he asks people in the crowd what they do for a living because he's trying to prove a point that no one knows what they actually do for a living. And he asks you to explain it, and he's like, yeah, I don't know this stuff. Like he knows this, this, and that. He's like, Work, I'm a comedian. I don't know anything. Actors are stupid. They don't know anything, which is he shows that. Talks about living in New York, talks about dating, all these other things that have happened to him, self-defense, all these, a lot of interesting things. And of course, all like waiting in line, and because he just, he puts up such a like, sweat, he took his jacket off and he goes outside, and he's out there, and like somebody who grew up with his brother sees him, and I'm like, oh my god, it's him, and I'm like, I was hoping he remembers me, and of course he remembered me, because how many people claim to be his biggest fans, or, or his family be huge fans of him, and yeah, I got a photo with him, my roommate and I got a photo with him, I got his autograph, he signed his sheet for my family, and like, I was sitting in the first row, so of course, you know, he was asking everybody to do for a living, I said podcaster, because that's, you know, what I wanted, you know, be on the air, and all this stuff, and he, my roommate was afraid they're gonna ask him what he does for a living, but no, it was more about the two of us being roommates and stuff, and uh, and then he likes to, he does it, not to spoil it, but at the end of his shows when he's a headliner, he likes to recap stuff, so he brought me on stage both nights that I saw him, because, you know, wraps it up, and then basically, you know, the next night I went by myself again, I waited in line again to be the first one in there to be in the front, and they're like, well, you can't sit in the first row, but you can sit over there. And I'm like, cool, cool. I will, I'll go do that. And of course, roommate gave me something to give to him, and he was like, that, that really appreciated me, and like having, you know, like giving me gifts and everything. And then of course, show's over. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the ale house because when he was filming the Big Leap, for those who only know what Detroit and Chicago look like, and you're not from those two cities, they claim that the Big Leap took place in Detroit. But I, when I watched it in the, in the when it was happening and experience, I'm like, that does not look like Detroit. It looks like Chicago, but I wasn't like, I've, I didn't know anyone else who really obsessed with the show or liked it as much as I did. Obviously, I met a few people who liked the show because that's why they went and saw him do the comedy show and hung out with him. He's like, yeah, I spent a lot of time performing here at Zany's when filming that. I uh, would go to this alehouse, and it's like a cash bar with like a very old school jukebox. They have an ATM machine, but then they got all these erotica new paintings on the wall of, like, Sarah Palin and other political people, and then they have, like, famous people. I don't know where they got this stuff. Very weird. And I waited, and I waited. Finally shows up, and it's just like, he's like, yeah, let's not talk about pitching me ideas or all the stuff I've been in. And, like, I think it's so cool that he's in a movie, not just with Reese Witherspoon, but in a movie with Nat Wolf and Naked Brothers Band. 
and how that was something that when I was growing up as a kid, like Nat Wolf could sing and act and play instruments, so all the girls wanted to date him, and all the guys wanted to be him. So that's where I'm like, just soaking it all in and listening to what he's saying, occasionally asking questions or talking to him. And his friend is also a Jewish comedian, no, finally, so he was funny, and we were talking about Jewish things. So it was like I hung out till almost like 3 in the morning with them, and I haven't hung out that late in a long time. And it just proves that some people who are on Saturday Night Live, even if they're one-year hit, one-year wonder, like him and a lot of other people, and they appear in certain TV shows once or twice, or they give a voice to a show, or they even get lucky enough to be a lead in a TV show, and then they're in a handful of movies, they're still down to earth. Good old Jewish boy and all the other stuff. And yeah, so it was really fun to see him. And a little known fact is that his uncle on his mother's side is the former Israeli ambassador to the United States. So that's really cool there. And he's telling me, he asked me what the score of the Eagles game was Saturday night. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I know they were losing the Giants and I didn't want to watch the game because I was coming to see you. And he's like, well, my dad's from Philadelphia, from Pennsylvania and, I'm, and my obviously mother's from Jersey. That's where he's from. So he kind of says, I don't really like sports that much, but I like the Eagles. And I'm like, okay. Well, yeah, that was my experience with John. If he comes back to Chicago at any point this calendar year or I find myself in New York or in a city he's performing, I'm obviously going to go back and see him even though I know his routine. And uh, that was it. The next famous person I saw was Brooks Whelan, who also was on Saturday Night Live for like one season. That was the 2013-14 while John was the 2015-2016. So... They just missed each other by one season because they both were one year. Brooks Whelan is this really tall, lanky, blonde guy who's got this, he's from Iowa, so he jokes about living in the Midwest and having to get out of small town Iowa to get even to Chicago and then living in L.A. now. He's got his own special on Comedy Central, which I've seen clips before, and it says he opened for John Oliver a few times. And he's like, yeah, he talked about, like, making heart valves in a company and going, like, yeah, this is not what I really want to do. Because, obviously, he got a degree in biomedical engineering. And as I mentioned, he did, like, comedy growing up in the Midwest and in Chicago. And he wrote, and he was on Adam Devine's house party, which was a short-lived show that Comedy Central used to have where Adam Devine had it on a boat or in a hotel or a resort, whatever. And you get these comedians who weren't able to get on the two CBS late-night shows, the two NBC late-night talk shows, and Jimmy Kimmel on ABC, Conan and George Lopez back in the day when he had a talk show. And so basically, for him, that was cool to get that exposure. And then he obviously joined SNL Brooks Whelan to write for them and, and was a cast member. And they actually made him a cast member the week before the season started, which was cool. And that was that was cool because I always thought he was pretty funny. Like, I bought a boat or I'm on a boat. Like, those things were really funny. And uh, and part of his promotion, he toured on he he performed on Conan as well. He had a standing comedy on This Is Right. This is cool, right? And uh, yeah, so he also was on Seth Meyers, which I remember watching his set on there. And obviously on Weekend Update, he had a few uh, segments on Weekend Updates, staring stand-up stories of the public service announcements against uh, irresponsible behavior because he had jokes about drinking and weed and not being a wine drinker and not knowing Olive Garden is not fancy. A lot of these like were funny jokes that we all can relate to because not everyone knows things about wine. You don't realize you're poor when you're growing up. And uh, 
He mentioned the tattoos that he has that he don't mean anything. And obviously drinking again. And that uh, all those things was all that. But he had impressions of Rand Paul, Jared Leto, Harry Styles, Kid Rock, Matthew McConaughey slash Uncle Sam. Also, he has his own podcast. But yeah, he was on other things like Chris Gather Show, Midnight Ridiculous. He actually appeared on one episode of Y Five O. They credit him on Girls, but it's like one episode. Better off single. It was a movie that he was in. The Half Hour, so those who can't wait. And then uh, to tell the truth, obviously himself. And then he had a long-term voicing gig on the Big Hero 6 series TV show, which a lot of people seen the movie, but they didn't realize a lot of these children cartoons, you know, movies become actual full-fledged everyday cartoons. And then the attempt, and then he was on AP Bio where he was playing someone, ex-boyfriend and Glenn Howerton at their breakup for his co-worker with him, and he didn't take it lightly, and he changed him, and he, he, you know, handcuffed himself to the chair that brings the old people up, so that was pretty funny. And, yeah, so, like, I got to see him, and, like, I saw him walk out of the building his, you know, at the end of his second-to-last set, and then, of course, I was in there, they had me sit in the first row, nobody else in the first row, and, like, this thing starts off where with both these people, you have a host, and sometimes they may have one or two funny jokes, and they different hosts for both nights I saw John, a white guy, a black guy, I can't remember, and Brooks had some white guy, and then, you know, you get a next person to come on, and sometimes, especially with John, they had two random women, one, you know, doing, like, making your own music and beats, and another one who got up close in my face. Both of them, were, they were okay, but Noah was pretty funny. The one open for John, he just, you know, edited it because they did a lot of shows between Friday, Saturday, and then filling in as the headliner for John on Sunday. So, like, they changed some jokes around. As I mentioned, John added a few things here and there at the end, and they were okay. And then, of course, Brooks comes on, and I got this sign there, and he's like, well, I'd ne-, like, first things first. He gets down there, and he's, like, ready, and he spills his beer, and it explodes everywhere. He's like, whoa, 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 let's start again. Like, it's never happened to me before. Can we do it? Host, come back on and introduce me. He's like, okay, okay. It's like, so that's never happened to me. And then I never had it where someone's in the crowd with a sign saying, I'm, like, a big fan. He's like, probably, that probably, like, took you 20 seconds to print these things out. And then he's talking about when high school, and he got high, and he was like, man, I'll be if all my friends who smoke weed wanted to go out and do something. Me, I'm not good with weed. I'm like, I just want to sit there and relax. It's like the worst thing you do is pet a dog, all this other stuff. But he's like, I'm always afraid when I was younger to go to the mall and run into my mother's best friend, blankety blank's name. And someone in the back goes, I know her. And he goes, well, how? That's my mother. So he's like, wait, 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 what? Someone from Iowa came all the way to see me? Maybe it was because of her that these shows sold out. I like the guy, but when you offer like $10 tickets to go see the guy as a promotion, that's how it sells out. John sold out quickly because obviously John's really talented. Brooke is talented too, but John's a way funnier guy. So it threw him off. So he's like, I gotta re- I gotta compose myself there. Cause he's like, literally, these three things have never happened in a show. Someone that knows my mom's best friend, someone with a fan in this crowd who's a huge fan. He's like, that's more of a post show thing than a beginning show thing. And then the dropping the beard, cause he talked about so much how he kn- he's a drinker. He knows how to drink. Doesn't know that much when it comes to weed or drinking wine, but he, whatever. So it was like everything like threw him off for a bit. And then, of course, at the, and then one of the best things is he's like, let's pretend the show is over. And yeah, I think it ran. And then he comes on and makes fun of how athletes are the only ones to have a press conference talk about the end of their, 
you know, their how their day was at their job. Not like civil engineers going, well, I'm sorry, the bridge collapsed, I'm going through a lot. No, they don't do that. So he comes out in this weird, ridiculous outfit after, you know, all the acting out, you know, high and drunk, whatever. And um, he's like, let's take questions. I regret asking him how was it was to work or be at Adam Devine's house party. I should have been like, how come you didn't do the joke about being a sports fan? And then when someone tries to ask him follow-up questions, he's like, I don't know. But yeah, so it was like, he's like, no questions about my mother's friend and stuff like that. And then that was cool. And then he ended the show. And then when it was over, I like gave the I signed the sheet from the, the waitress, gave her a cash tip. And I like run to the back so I can like talk to him, get his autograph, take a photo with him. He's like, I got it. I got long arms. And then like my brother talked to my brother on the phone like that. And he was like, yeah, I'm probably going to go to Alehouse later. And I'm just like, you know what I did there and I'd done that. And there was no guarantee the way that John was talking. So that was really the experience. And again, if this guy comes again, I'm trying to get my roommate and other people to actually see this guy. Because, like, I don't know why no one wants to the front. As I mentioned with John, he'll ask me to do for a living and move into maybe the second or third row of most. But Brooks was just like, yeah, who smokes weed? High five, all this other stuff. Like, there were these girls who were there and they were, like, giggling and laughing and talking. And it was like, can they be quiet during, like, Brooks' sketches? Like, kept asking, are you guys okay? I feel like it's kind of rude. The next person I saw was Chelsea Holmes, who knows herself as Holmes. I never heard of her. Supposedly, she considers Chicago to be, like, one of her hometowns because she never knew where she's from. And uh, so her and her friend Carly Kane were supposedly hosting a, a, a comedy show. And I saw an ad for it. I was like, okay, cool. I look, sold out. They even added a second night Friday night. And the only reason I was available Friday night was because Max Manikoff got a huge opportunity to go to L.A. and open up for a big-time comedian, a bigger a bigger time comedian. I forgot the guy's name, but he had to move his show to Thursday. And I was like, because he was like, I still want to do the show for all the guys because it's Street Talk Comedy. It's a group of people. So, of course, for him, I was like, that's fine. And I saw that. I'm like, wait, it's like $14, Lincoln Lodge. I've heard of it. It's supposedly the longest-running not-for-profit like comedy thing where there's like workshops and classes and all this other stuff and there's just rooms that you can just keep going like an old school looking bar and all the other stuff so it was, it, it was interesting and I was like I watched Welcome the Flash and I was like they're trying to make it like it's Parks and Rec's The Office. Parks and Rec was great. Office seen episodes here and there I never fully got into it it's in high syndication on cable broadcast and streaming so it's not a show I'm rushing to watch so it's like that mockumentary type of thing but I really like what we do in the shadow and I like Abbott Elementary so I'm like yeah I'll give this thing a chance because literally Fox when they decided to have football on Thursdays, they stopped them having anything year-round, only when football was over, and they had nothing on Friday night. And they're the ones that canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, like, a bunch of other sitcoms. So, like, for a while, they like, no sitcoms. And the only thing to last was them reviving Last Man on Earth. And you're like, cool, that's it. They brought a show back from the dead that was only off the air for a few years and shows, like, the cool kids and some other stuff. They get canceled after one year. So far, Call Me Cat has been on the air for three years, I think, and... That's been it, and now this show has been on for two seasons, and um, so I'm like, yeah, it's funny, but it's not the best. Sean William Scott, you know, is a funny guy from Do Where's My Car, and um, he's playing a, you know, a pastor, whatever it is, you know, like a person in charge of a church, but obviously people know him, he's in the Lethal Weapon TV show. Voice of character in Ice Age is Dukes of Hazzard, Mr. Uh, Mr. Woodstock, Role Models, Evolution, Re- Road Trip, Final Destination, Goon, and Goon, Last of Enforcers. So, like, he's been in a lot of things that people have seen. So I was like, that's cool. That guy's a good actor. I didn't know anyone else. Don't know any of the characters whatsoever. 
but they added the woman from Mom and My Name is Earl. And, uh, so, and I was like, well, that's this season. So the thing is, the show's somewhat funny. It's the type of show that, you know, Jamie Presley's her name. It's the type of show that you, that you put on in the background. You don't really care that much about it. But, you know, you laugh sometimes because it's funny. Rural small town. There's a lot of that in this country. Sending Fox true to documentary with these people and stuff. And there's been some funny moments. And then when I got renewed and I didn't think it should have got renewed, I was like, hmm. I don't know about that, and uh, and I was like, okay, well, it came back for a second season, and I thought it was it got better. Storytelling was pretty good, blah, 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 and then I was like, this woman does stand-up, and she's done, like, other shows in the past. I was like, I gotta go see it, and I went and saw it, and of course, I get there early, go get Wendy's, whatever the point is. She came to get a drink before the show, and I was like, oh my god, it's you, and then some girl, like, freaked out, she, never, like, she was like, where's an inhaler? Because she had a photo with her. So, of course, at the end of the show, I got a photo with her. Her autograph got a photo with her friend. And I'm going to say this. Her friend bringing, doing a PowerPoint presentation, that's funny. I've never seen that before. But her friend being like that, the one that went last, I would think she would go last because she's the little actress on a sitcom. Like, the only other credit she has is things that don't have Wikipedia links. They just, you know, been black writing. There's no hyperlink to it. And playing her same character in a, for like a, in one episode of Call Me Cat to do cross promotion. So you're like, yeah, no one really knows this person. And I was just like, you're just like, wow. So, so that's the sort of thing where it's like, I'm gonna go see her. And she was, she's like, how many people like the show? Maybe five people like the show. She's like, well, it's nothing like this. I'm like that. She did some some funny jokes here and there. Some, you know. You know, back and forth between her and her ex-boyfriend in a sketch, doing like a sketch in there and stuff. And it was funny. I laughed. But she's like, please don't laugh unless it's actually funny because it gives us a chance to know what's good and what's not good. I'm like, good, then I won't funny. And then like her and her friend asked some awkward questions to people. Like her friend had a lot of like masturbation and period and sex and jokes and then like dating jokes and gay jokes. Looking in the crowd for gay people, ask them questions because she's like, I used to date men. I know if I'm ever going to go back. It's like, whatever the case is, she's in a long-distance relationship, all this other stuff. So she asked some questions, too, that were interesting. But the person that was really funny was this Diana Ortiz. I don't know if she was the one that, like, sat people at the beginning of the show. But I was like, man, this girl is cute. I got a huge crush on her. But she had a lot of funny jokes, and they're like some sports Chicago reader voting for her and things like that. So it was like, cool. And I thought she was way funnier than the rest. And that's why, like, at the end of the show, I was like, can I go look for her? Nope. She she probably went to a different... She had to open up for another person in another place. And now they're hustling and doing all this other stuff. And it seems like she does a lot of things at the Lincoln Lodge going forward and stuff. Like a women's only course. So it's like, she was funny. And that's what you like to do when you go to comedy. The the host slash opener is hilarious. And sometimes even funnier than the main people. But when I saw Brooks Whelan... And John, they were funny. You know, as I mentioned, the host and if one or two people went on before Brooks or John, they had some jokes that were funny. They were somewhat funny. But like with this case, as much as I liked and want to see home, the opener, John Ortiz, was way funnier than, you know, both of them. 
I didn't think her friend Carla Kane was that funny. But hey, everyone, it's a, a comedy subjective. Some people like it, some people don't. It's like, do you like this movie? Do you like that TV show? Do you like this song or that song? The only thing that's not really subjective is sports, when you got statistics and things are in front of you and you know this. Because even if a movie does well in the box office, it could literally be one of the worst movies actually of all time. You just It all depends who you are. So that, that was my experience seeing John Renitsky. Follow him on Instagram and TikTok and follow, look him up on YouTube, all of his clips. Go check him out on the season he was on SNL. Same thing with Brooks Whelan. Follow him on social media. Check out his old clips on YouTube and Holmes Home. Check her out on social media. Watch Welcome to Flatch. Check out Diana Ortiz, Carly Kane. I can't obviously remember and Noah Felding. Like, I can't really, like, t- remember both women that came up because they weren't on the billing or the two people that actually, like, hosted, you know, the show for for John both nights and the person that hosted and then it appeared after John. But, yeah, Noah Feiling was funny. He's a funny Jew. I feel like he would fit perfectly on the Goldbergs. But, yeah, and as always... You can get my podcast on the radar, off the radar, on Apple, Google, or Spotify. On the radar is the YouTube channel where I do movie reviews weekly, baseball observations weekly. I do football recaps weekly. I preview baseball, football, and basketball, written and verbal as well. You, TikTok, I'm on there. I don't haven't really posted that much, but it's on the radar media. Snapchat and Instagram is radar4428, which is my Twitter account, which is also the blogger account. On the radar media.com is my website, and on the radar entertainment blog, the Facebook page where I post daily celebrity birthdays and sports baseball birthdays, and just get all the news that happened in the world of entertainment, sports, television show, movies, whatever. All goes all into that one place. But again, this was off the radar. Number four, where, as I said, things that happen to me that kind of intersect into the world of sports and pop culture, but not necessarily me debating or talking about it. But, yeah, thanks for listening to Off the Radar number four. See you guys next time.